Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. I want to remind you that at uh, ExitCoachRadio.com, we have the audio library. Over 750 interviews uh, have been archived there in 12 different topic file folders, and you can listen from your smartphone or your tablet while you're on the go uh, at any time. Just go to ExitCoachRadio.com. My next guest is a, a, a close uh, neighbor of mine. We're, we just had lunch the other day and talked about a lot of different topics and subjects, and that's always fun to have people on that I can sit down and talk about and brainstorm with. Uh, uh, Jim Doty is a, a, C, a fractional CFO. He's got a, a group called Doty Consulting, and basically he comes in and helps people uh, to learn how to use their financial information to improve and monitor their business success. And we had a great uh, conversation the other day talking about how many businesses need to really understand where they are and where they're going a lot better. Uh, and uh, so it's a pleasure to have him back on the show. Jim, welcome to the show, and thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm uh, glad to be back after uh, being one of your first guests. It's, it's, it's really I, taken I, off I was, well, and I love it. I was going to mention that. Jim was... Uh, uh, many, many, many uh, moons ago, Jim was uh, one of our first guests, and I was so uh, happy to, that anybody would say yes to being on the show at that point. I, I don't, I don't think you know how happy I was, Jim. Well, I, I was happy <laughs> to do it, and uh, I've, uh, I've enjoyed uh, listening to a lot of the other guests you've had on. It's, it's a wealth of information that you're putting out there. Thanks. It's it's just been a lot of fun. It's a, a great great to get to talk with people. And and the other day we were talking about uh, a lot of different things that have to do with business owners. And and today we want to talk about how they measure success. And and but before we get into that, tell our listeners about you and your background and um, what you do at Doty Consulting for business owners. Okay. Uh, basically, I'm you know I came came into the business world as a trained accountant and, and spent time doing that, but really got interested in the financial analysis of businesses. And once I learned that skill, it was a lot easier for me to understand and, and talk to business owners. And from that, it also got me interested in being in the operations. So I did a lot of that as well in my background. I've worked with uh, startup companies where I was the fourth employee hired to companies with 20,000 employees and uh, over billion dollars in revenue. So I've had a lot of exposure to different ways to do it, and it really comes back to the same thing, and, and it's what I do to help business owners. It's helped them understand how, how their financial condition uh, can help them run their business better and understand what they need to do to uh, come up with a better bottom line and, and feel better about their business. Now, Jim, when someone first calls you and you go visit them, uh, I, I imagine there's some kind of an assessment. What are some of the more common um, areas that they they are asking that they need help in when you first come into a situation? Well, 
usually I get contacted because somebody's in a certain amount of pain. And so when I meet with them, I have them describe that to me. It could be in the form of cash flow issues or they're they're trying to grow and they're they're spending money, but they're not getting a, a return on it. And so I really just break it down with them to have them explain to me what what they're trying to accomplish. And then, you know, the the basic question is what's keeping you up at nights? What 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 do you think is really holding you back from being more successful or or are you successful and you're not and you're not really measuring it correctly cuz I run into that as well. Uh all the businesses that I've worked with, all of them have something wrong in their financials and they don't they usually don't know it. Uh sometimes they do if they have a cash flow problem, they know they have that. So I help them find that and help help find the what the impediments to that, and so that's what the assessment does. It gives me gives me the kind of the the key things that they're worried about, but also an important part of that is speaking with their their some of their key staff members because I usually find that the the goals of the organization aren't always the same as you talk to the different people, and that is a is very often a big reason why they're not achieving the success they want is that they're not aligned correctly. So that's a big part of it as well. So you kind of come in as a business doctor. Uh, and, you know, the first question is if you're, if you're going to a, a doctor, the first question is where's the pain? Where does it hurt? What are you here for? And then after that, there's, there's uh, after they solve that problem or you help them with that situation, then you can move into helping them use information to manage their business properly. Because because as we talked the other day, a lot of business owners don't know how to use, how to really read their financials and use that information to their benefit. What information should a business owner use to manage their business? Well, you know, in depending on the business, it may be a different measure, but it's just you, you need to figure out what the, the key drivers and and the metrics that surround those in a business to be able to monitor that. And I'm not talking about you need to you need to be looking at a page full of numbers every day. I'm talking about maybe three, maybe four different metrics that kind of put put the walls around what you're doing. So that if they get out of outside of a range, you should look into it. If they're in the range, then what you're doing is is working. And so I try to teach them how to do that, and quite often they are looking at some numbers, but they don't understand what they are completely. Uh, for example, their labor costs seems reasonable, but they're afraid of, of overtime. And it's like, why are you afraid of overtime? It's like, well, it's expensive. It's like, well, if you need to get all this stuff shipped out of your warehouse in the next week, I'd use a little overtime so your customers are happy because it's not all about cost all the time. You have to control that, but you have to understand what are you trying to achieve. And making the customer happy is, is a pretty good one to focus on. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of like your, I guess, your car. There are a lot of metrics at work, but really the only ones that you keep in front of you are on your dashboard. Is the oil pressure okay? Is the water temperature okay? And, uh, and is the fuel, you know, you have enough fuel in your tank? Um, so how do you determine how does somebody determine what metrics are right for a, a particular business owner? Well, it, one of the things that is very difficult for any business is how they're measuring anything. So typically what owners do is they look at some production statistic 
or some productivity statistic and think that that's good. And then they look at their financials separately and think, okay, those are okay too. But usually it needs to be, you know, the financial statements used to use need to be divided by something that's going on in the business. So what is your cost of per labor hour to do what you're doing? Or how much revenue are you really getting per unit sold or something of that? Mm-hmm. So it's like what what should those measurements be to identify where you have good things going on and or bad things going on? And, you know, People don't understand. I, I see a lot of times that they, they're looking at their labor and then they look at their health insurance as a separate item instead of putting it all together and saying, this is what your labor costs you, really. It, these are all part of that same measure. So you need to know the pluses and minuses that go along with with that that set of numbers. And so that's what I try to get them to focus on is a couple of key things that, that measure something that is relevant to their business not just how many phone calls did this person make yesterday it's like well no how many phone calls did they make and what was the success rate of them connecting with their customer and getting them to buy something or getting them to pay something so a lot of times the metrics people are using don't really measure anything other than activity you want to measure success you want to know what's what it's doing for your business yeah, and of course everybody's so busy these days trying to, you know, being a business owner means being a bit very busy person, so it's important to be able to come back to those specific key metrics uh and and examine them and and just again back to your dashboard on your car. You don't have to pop the hood to to see that the uh the water temp is high and you have a a probably need to go some but um it's important to have that. of course, you know, I I've always been amazed that um um, some of the programs that come out, some of the accounting packages, um, some of them have good metrics built into them, but a lot of them people just don't know how to access and use that information. So, Jim, when you when you come out to a business, uh, they expect you to be adding value to a business. What are some of the ways that you add value to a business? Well, the one of the key things that I, I think I do to add value is I give the business owner back some of their time because I take things away from them that they shouldn't be churning through and give them instead a a, a metric or or a, a weekly, monthly report that tells them if they should look further in that direction. But I, I think I, I help them increase their company's value. Uh, you know, they get get their stress reduced and you know i i do it by getting a a really a long-term relationship going with them to where they understand what they can do to improve and i also try to help them understand i'm adding value by showing them some of the things i've corrected and what kind of money they're saving uh i recently had a client where he was incorrectly uh, doing the bookkeeping for some manual payroll checks he was issuing, and it was a $38,000 problem he had over the course of about four months, and he didn't even know it was going on. So that, that's another way I add value. I get them more money. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're adding time and money and uh, and understanding 
and also you, you may find that, um, uh, of course, the, the CFO's job is, is everything financial, but also a lot more than that. Can you kind of explain for our listeners, the uninitiated, um, what can a, a CFO do? Because I think a lot of people just think it's it's uh, about numbers and money. Yeah, that's that's a good question, Bill. Um, it you know that is what people think when they hear CFO, but really a CFO's role is to connect the different pieces of the business in a way that they understand what each other are doing to influence the outcomes. For example, if the sales force is out there, you know, selling something and saying yeah, we can deliver that in two weeks. And operations says, well, we can't deliver it in two weeks. It's like, well, why would they have said that? So let's get you guys together and talk about these things and make sure you understand the pieces of each department. Not make, you know, I'm not going to turn anyone into an accountant and I'm not going to try to take a sales guy and make him be a finance manager, but they need to understand enough of the overlaps between their departments to be making good decisions that everybody can live with and that meet the goals of the organization. So it's really, I use the financial information to help them see what, how their decisions are affecting the business and then explore with them, okay, what is the outcome you want to get from this? And I found things like commission plans that aren't really uh, incenting people to get the right kind of business in the door. And we correct those, and then all of a sudden sales go up and revenue gets better. And the salespeople are like, wow, I'm making more money. And it's like, yeah, it's because you understand the impact of what you do with your customers better and what the financial impact is. So it does run through each department of the company. And I think another big thing is to help them understand how to identify risk and what they're doing. If they change something, are they doing it in a, in a positive way or in a way that they can measure and see if it's improving something. And if it's not, stop doing it and go back to the old way. But so there's a, yeah, there's a lot of components and everybody thinks it's a, just a finance guy. And it's like, it's kind of the person that's not the finance guy that's helping you under, helping you with the finances. Yeah. And uh, I want to impress that upon our listeners is that, you know, one of the things that you said is, uh, many, many of your clients have called you when they have a, a, some kind of a fire to put out. And that's not the best time to engage someone uh, like Jim Doty. The, the best time to engage someone is when things are going well, but they could be better. Uh, because at that point, you probably have a, a better chance of stopping those fires from happening in the first place by having someone come in talk to you, do an analysis of your business, make some suggestions, you may be able to put those fires out before they even start. Does that, does that make sense, Jim? Yeah, that, that's an excellent point because, you know, it, I do more often than not get called in when somebody has an issue. But, uh, for example, a client I worked with last year brought me in on a, on a project basis and he wanted a, a different way to model his business. And I started trying to work through that and his financials got in the way, basically. And I found that he had a, in a four-plus-month period, he had incorrectly put $950,000 worth of expense in an income account, so his revenue looked low. And I found that because all of his metrics looked to be off to me. You know, he had things that were 
he he had a cost that was 14% of revenue, but it was really 30% of revenue because part of it was in the revenue. <laughs> so it was, he just all these disconnects I found and corrected his financial statements by 1.4 million dollars, and he didn't think he had a problem with his financials. I was just there to help with a project. So you're right. I mean, people any at any situation they're in, if they don't have somebody that can look over those things, I believe I can help them. And one of the beautiful things about this is that a lot of businesses think, I'm not big enough to have a chief financial officer. I can't afford it. And if you are hiring somebody full-time, you're right. And the beauty of this is that you can hire Jim Doty to come in, someone like Jim, to to just do the task at hand, improve your business, and then um, maybe revisit on a regular basis, depends on the project. The the whole idea of fractional CFO is a really great idea that whose time has come. It's it's like the cloud where you don't have to buy the whole software package. You can just rent it. Well, you don't have to buy uh, a, a full-time person to watch over your financials or, or your business as in the CFO role. You can hire someone like Jim in, and he can come in and, and give you that expertise on a fractional basis. Jim, how do our listeners get best in touch with you? Uh Easiest way is uh, call me on 949-689-0642. My website is jsdoty.com. That's for James Scott Doty. So jsdoty.com is my website. You could could contact me from there. uh, Or my email address is jim at jsdoty.com. So there's there's three ways to do it, and I'd be happy to take anyone's call and see if I can help them. And just for clarifying, in case you're just listening here, it's J-S-D-O-T-Y, jsdoty.com. And so, uh, again, in our show notes, you'll find a, a link to Jim's website and his email address. But how would it hurt you just to give him a call and say, hey, I got a question for you. Can you help me with this? Or, or maybe uh, should we talk about some other way? How can you help me improve my business? Jim, thanks so much for coming on and, and tell, talking about how business owners can measure success. And uh, it's been a real pleasure, and I look forward to the next time. All right. Thank you, Bill. It's uh, been my pleasure as well. I appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Business owners, If you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 